The eukaryotic replisome tolerates leading strand base damage by replicate switching. An article by Thomas Gulliam, Joseph Yields, from Medical Research Council Laboratory of Molecular Biology, Cambridge, United Kingdom. The Embo Journal, 2021. Abstract. The high-fidelity replicative DNA polymerases, pole epsilon and pole delta, are generally thought to be poorly equipped to replicate damaged DNA. Direct and complete replication of a damaged template therefore typically requires the activity of low-fidelity translation synthesis TLS polymerases. Here we show that a yeast replisome reconstituted with purified proteins is inherently tolerant of the common oxidative lesion thymine glycol TG. Surprisingly, leading strand TG was bypassed efficiently in the presence and absence of the TLS machinery. Our data reveal that following helicase polymerase uncoupling, a switch from pole epsilon, the canonical leading strand replicase, to the lagging strand replicase pole delta, facilitates a rapid, efficient and error-free lesion bypass at physiological nucleotide levels. This replicase switch mechanism also promotes bypass of the unrelated oxidative lesion, 8-oxoguanine. We propose that replicase switching may promote continued leading strand synthesis whenever the replisome encounters leading strand damage that is bypassed more efficiently by pole delta and pole epsilon. Introduction Unrepaired DNA lesions encountered during genome duplication can stall the eukaryotic replicases polymerase alpha, delta and epsilon. Since lagging strand synthesis is discontinuous, stalling of polymerase delta, the principal lagging strand replicase is overcome through priming of the next Okazaki fragment by polymerase alpha, leading a single-stranded DNA gap. In contrast, leading strand synthesis is mainly continuous and stalling of polymerase epsilon, which associates with the replicative helicase CMG for bulk replication, causes uncoupling. Here, template unwinding and lagging strand replication continue at a decreased rate in the absence of leading strand synthesis. In higher eukaryotes, pre-priming by a second primase, prime pole, may restart leading strand synthesis downstream of damage. However, in Saccharomyces cerevisiae, which lacks prime pole, leading strand repriming by polymerase alpha is inefficient. Another mechanism to restart stalled leading strands that can also fill in single-strand DNA gaps involves recruitment of translation synthesis, TLS. DNA polymerases that can directly bypass damage, TLase polymerases are error-prone and must be strictly regulated to prevent mutagenesis. Saccharomyces cerevisiae processes three TLS polymerases, pol-eta, pol-zeta and the deoxycytidyl transferase REV1, of which pol-zeta is responsible for the majority of spontaneous and induced mutagenesis. 
using an origin-dependent eukaryotic DNA replication system reconstituted with purified budding yeast proteins. We recently showed that Paul Delta binds the stalled leading strand upon uncoupling at a cyclobutane pyrimidine dimer, CPD. Here, monoubiquitination of PCNA by RAD6 RAD18 stimulated a switch to polymerase theta to promote lesion bypass. RAD1 and polymerase theta were absent from these experiments and therefore the full interplay between TLS polymerases and the ribosome could not be investigated. In this study, we initially sought to investigate how the complete SRVCTLS machinery interfaces with the replisome to facilitate leading strand lesion bypass by focusing on thymine glycol, TG, the most common oxidative product of thymine, which forms circa 300 times per cell each day in humans. Thymine glycol has been reported to stall both prokaryotic and eukaryotic replicases, but be efficiently bypassed by yeast polymerase data in vitro. Because REV1 is a key binding partner of polymerase data, they recruit it to monoubiquitinated PCNA. We reasoned that monitoring thymine glycol bypass would allow us to delineate the interplay of both additional factors with the replisome. Unexpectedly, however, our work was instead revealed that the yeast replisome is inherently tolerant of leading strand thymine glycol. Rapid efficient and error-free lesion bypass occurred independently of the TLS machinery via replicate switch mechanism. Results: The replisome is inherently tolerant of a leading strand thymine glycol. To analyze the contribution of the full SRVs TLS machinery to tolerance of a leading strand thymine glycol, we used the reconstituted system previously described and a linear 9.7 kilobase template with a single thymine glycol located circa 3 kilobase from the origin in the leading strand template. Here, MCM double hexamers loaded at the origin are activated to form two replisomes. The leftward fork encounters the thymine glycol while the rightward fork generates an circa 1.5 kilobase leading strand product runoff. If lesion bypass occurs, full length products containing 8.2 kilobase leading strands are generated. However, if leading strand synthesis stores for a prolonged period at the thymine glycol uncoupled forks and uncoupled products will be generated. Assays were performed in the presence of TLS machinery, polymerase theta, polymerase theta, REV1 and factors required for PCNA ubiquitination, RAD6, RAD18, UBA1 and ubiquitin on undamaged UD and thymine glycol templates, as well as a CPD containing template that requires TLS polymerase theta for complete leading strand replication. On all three templates, full length products comprising 8.2 kilobase leading strand FL lead accumulated during the experiment demonstrating significant bypass of both the thymine glycol and CPD lesions. 
compared to the UD template synthesis of FL leads was delayed on the CPD template and to a lesser but still notable extent on the timing glycol template. Installed leading strengths of circa 3 kilobase were observable at 15 minutes. Therefore, although both lesions were efficiently bypassed, replication progression was delayed, with replication past timing glycol occurring more rapidly than past the CEPD under these conditions. To assess the requirement of the TLS machinery for timing glycol bypass, the experiment was repeated in the absence of these factors. As expected, full-length products containing FL leads were again rapidly synthesized on the UD template, whereas no FL lead was synthesized on the CPD template. Here, stall persisted throughout the reaction resulting in the accumulation of uncoupled forks and the appearance of uncoupled products after 30 minutes. Remarkably, despite the omission of the TLS machinery, full-length products containing FL leads were efficiently synthesized from the timing glycol template. In fact, timing glycol bypass and the completion of leading strand replication occurred with similar efficiency in the presence and absence of the TLS machinery. This demonstrates that the TLS machinery is not required for bypass of a leading strand timing glycol by the replisome. Moreover, it reveals an intrinsic tolerance of this lesion by at least one of the replicates. Timing glycol causes uncoupling of leading strand synthesis. The rapid and efficient synthesis of fully replicated leading strands from the timing glycol templates and the absence of detectable uncoupled products indicated that CMG bound polymerase epsilon might catalyze processive timing glycol bypass without the uncoupling of leading strand synthesis from template unwinding. Here, the slight delay in full-length product generation and small amount of stall may be due to failure of a subset of CMGE complexes to efficiently bypass timing glycol or slowing of the CMGE progression during lesion bypass. Previously, to detect transient uncoupling during bypass of CPD, we used oligonucleotides, the anneal, to the leading strand template downstream of damage and promote leading strand restart. Here, if uncoupling occurs, the oligonucleotide binds to expose single-strand DNA and is extended to generate a discontinuous leading strand restart product at the expense of FL lead. Conversely, if lesion bypass is tightly coupled to template unwinding, production of the FL lead should be refractory to competition from the oligonucleotide. To examine whether transient uncoupling occurs during timing glycol bypass, we used oligonucleotides mapping 21 nucleotides and 265 nucleotides downstream of the lesion and compared them to scrambled oligonucleotides as that does not promote restart. On the UD template, FL lead was readily synthesized in the presence of all three oligos, confirming the oligonucleotide-mediated restart does not occur without uncoupling. As we observed previously, the 21 nucleotide oligonucleotide reduced the overall efficiency of replication, but did not qualitatively affect the reaction products. On the timing glycol, 
FL lead was efficiently synthesized in the presence of the scrambled oligonucleotide, again demonstrating timing glycyl bypass independent of the TLS machinery. In contrast, addition of both the 21 nucleotide and 265 nucleotide oligonucleotides reduced the accumulation of FL leads and discontinuous distort products of the expected sizes were observed. However, whereas oligorestart products predominated with the 21 nucleotides, FL lead was still the major reaction product with the 265 oligonucleotides. These indicates the transient uncoupling of leading strand synthesis from DNA unwinding occurred during the majority of thymine glycol bypass events but was usually restricted to less than 265 nucleotide beyond the lesion. That some FL lead was still clearly visible with the 21 oligonucleotide indicated that either a subset of thymine glycol lesions were bypassed processively by CMGE or uncoupling was sometimes too transient to permit oligonucleotide binding and extension before bypass. Polymerase delta binds the nascent leading strand upon uncoupling. We therefore reasoned that a poorly delta mutant lacking polymerase activity could be used to trap uncoupled leading strand to determine whether uncoupling is a universal response to leading strand thymine glycol. To make the work progression more synchronously, a pulse chase experiment was performed on UOD and thymine glycol templates in the absence of polymerase delta. Polymerase delta cat was added at the start of the chase to prevent inhibition of initiation. On the UOD template, FL lead was generated both in the absence and presence of polymerase delta cat, confirming the mutant does not inhibit coupled leading strand synthesis. On the thymine local template, no FL lead products were observed in the presence of polymerase delta cat, and stall persisted across the time course, revealing that uncoupling occurred at most, if not all, replication forks. Leading strand thymine glycol bypass requires RFC PCNA. Because leading strand thymine glycol is not bypassed processively by CMGE, a non-CMG associated or free replicase must be responsible for thymine glycol bypass. Efficient bypass by free polymerase epsilon or polymerase delta is likely to require PCNA and the clamp loader RFC since PCNA is a processivity factor for both polymerases. We therefore compared timing glycol bypass in the absence and presence of RFC-PCNA. In the presence of RFC-PCNA, FL lead products were evident by 10 minutes and continued to accumulate across the time course. Although leading strands were extended to the stall position in the absence of RFC-PCNA, no FL lead was generated even after 60 minutes demonstrating the bypass of thymine glycol had not occurred. This requirement for RFC-PCNA for complete replication of the thymine glycol template suggests that free polymerase epsilon or polymerase delta facilitates uncoupled tolerance of the lesion. Polymerase delta facilitates rapid and efficient leading strand thymine glycol bypass. 
Although polymerase abstinence is the canonical leading strand polymerase for bulk DNA replication, polymerase delta also participates in leading strand synthesis during initiation and recoupling after CAPD bypass by polymerase zeta. It is therefore possible that one or both of these replicated polymerases facilitate timing glycol bypass by the replisome. Indeed, timing glycol bypass was observed in the absence of polymerase delta, but these appear to be less efficient than in reactions performed in its presence. Furthermore, polymerase delta cat inhibited timing glycol bypass, which might indicate that polymerase delta binds preferentially to the nascent leading strand after it is released by CMGE, as we have demonstrated occurs at ACPD. To evaluate the contributions of polymerase epsilon and polymerase delta to TG bypass, we performed a pulse chase experiment in which polymerase delta was absent from the pulse and either added or omitted during the chase. In the absence of polymerase delta, only limited FL lead was generated 15 minutes after addition of the chase, which stole the predominant replication product at each time point. In comparison, when polymerase delta was present in the chase, stall was efficiently extended to FL lead with almost complete bypass by 15 minutes. A similar result was observed when 32-phosphate DTTP was elevated DTTP were used in the pulse and chase respectively, showing that bypass was not specifically caused by the increased DCPT concentration in the chase. Figure EV2B demonstrates that the increase in FL lead that was observed upon addition of polymerase delta was not due to TLS performed by low levels of contaminating polymerase zeta, because polymerase delta purified from REF3 deletion strains also substantially stimulated FL lead production. The data in figure 3b suggests polymerase delta is the replicase primary responsible for timing glycol bypass. However, even polymerase delta is crucial to recouple leading strands following CPD bypass by polymerase theta. The stalled product observed in the absence of polymerase delta might have advanced a short distance beyond timing glycol without being properly extended. Such activity would not be resolved due to the limited resolution of the denaturating agarose gel. Indeed, at 15 minutes there appeared to be a smear above the stalled position in the reaction lacking polymerase delta, indicative of inefficient recoupling. To confirm polymerase delta was directly facilitating timing glycase bypass, we performed another pulse chase experiment and digested the reaction products with SWAR-I MBMHI for analysis of urea polyacrylamide gels. SWAR-I MBMHI map upstream and downstream of the thymine glycol, respectively, such that the cleavage of stall generates a 165 nucleotide product with the three prime ends defined by stalling and the lesion, whereas bypass and extension passed the BAMHI side generates 187 nucleotide bypass product following cleavage. BAMHI cleavage is staggered 
allowing resolution of bypass product from digested lagging strands. Consistent with the data, in the absence of polymerase delta bypass was generated. However, significant stores still remained by the final 9 minutes time point. This indicates that polymerase epsilon can indeed perform timing like a bypass. However, it does so slowly and inefficiently. When polymerase delta was added, almost complete extension of stall pass, the BAM-HI site, occurred within 1.5 minutes and bypass continued to accumulate through the reaction. These experiments reveal the polymerase delta, the canonical lagging strand replicates, not only assessed the leading strand following uncoupling, but facilitates rapid and efficient timing glycol bypass. To further examine the efficiency of timing glycol bypass in the presence of polymerase delta, we performed a titration of the enzyme in a pulse-chase experiment where it was added immediately after the chase. Polymerase delta stimulated conversion of stall to bypass across the titration range. Quantification revealed that 0.63 nanomolar polymerase delta was sufficient to substantially enhance timing glycol bypass with only a slight further increase at higher concentrations. This demonstrates that sub-nanomolar concentrations of polydelta promote rapid and efficient leading strand timing glycol bypass. In Acerevisia, DNA damage increases the DNMTP levels, which has been proposed to enhance the efficiency of lesion bypass by DNA polymerases. Since polymerase delta is stimulatory but not essential for leading strength timing glycol bypass, we consider that elevated DNMTP levels might promote timing glycol bypass by polymerase epsilon, perhaps limiting the involvement of polymerase delta. Comparison of lesion bypass at 1350 micromolar DNTPs in a post-chase experiment revealed the increasing DNTP concentrations stimulated the production of FL lead in the absence of polymerase delta. However, polymerase delta still enhanced FL lead production at the elevated DNTP concentration. Furthermore, the addition of polymerase delta cat during the chase phase of a pulse-chase reaction almost completely inhibited the production of FL leads at both DNTP concentrations, demonstrating that elevated DNTPs do not prevent transient uncoupling during lesion bypass at most, if not all, replication forks. These results, together with the observation that polymerase delta outcompetes polymerase epsilon for uncoupled 3' ends, indicate that polymerase delta plays a major role in leading strand timing glycol bypass even when the NTP levels are elevated. Polymerase delta and polymerase epsilon bypass timing glycol in prime extension assays. The efficiency of timing glycol bypass in our replication reactions was somewhat surprising even the yeast polymerase delta was previously reported only to be able to incorporate nucleotides opposite and not extend from timing glycol in a prime extension assay lacking accessory factors. We therefore considered that during timing glycol bypass in the replication assay, polymerase delta might promote nucleotide incorporation opposite the lesion, with polymerase epsilon then performing the extension step. We therefore investigated timing glycol bypass by polymerase delta and polymerase epsilon during prime extension assays in the absence of the other polymerases and replication proteins.
Since PCNA is a processivity factor for both polymerases, both it and the clamp loader RFC were included. DNA synthesis was monitored on a 50 nucleotide template with a 20 nucleotide primer annealed to place the thymine glycol 11 nucleotide downstream of the 3' end of the primer and plus 11. At the lowest polymerase delta concentration, stalling was observed at the base immediately preceding the thymine glycol N plus 10. However, some incorporation opposite the lesion N plus 11 and full extension N plus 27, 30 were apparent. This demonstrates that even when present at a tenfold lower concentration than the template, polymerase delta can incorporate opposite and extend from the thymine glycol to some degree. As the concentration of the enzyme increased, the N plus 11 stall readily decreased and full extension became predominant reaction product, with almost no stalling observed at the highest concentration. Additionally, thymine glycol bypass by polymerase delta was consistent across a range of potassium glutamate concentrations, and although RFC, PCNA were stimulatory, they were not required to observe bypass. Collectively, these data reveal that polymerase delta alone can bypass a thymine glycol lesion. In comparison, stalling at N plus 10 was more apparent across the polymerase epsilon titration. Some N plus 11 and N plus 12 incorporation occurred, however, only faint N plus 30 product was generated even at the highest polymerase and epsilon concentrations. Although RFC PCNA stimulated the overall activity of polymerase epsilon in these experiments, they did not prevent stalling at thymine glycol. Similarly, bypass by polymerase epsilon was not significant, altered when a 30 nucleotide primer was used. To understand whether the exonuclease activity of polymerase epsilon was limiting thymine glycol, we performed a prime extension assay with an exonuclease efficient variant of polymerase epsilon. Here, the predominant stall product in the polymerase epsilon exo reactions was shifted from the N plus 10 observed with polymerase epsilon to N plus 12. Although more full extension was observed with polymerase epsilon exo, suggesting that polymerase epsilon exonuclease activity limits timing glycol bypass to some extent, a substantial amount of stalling still occurred compared to reactions containing equivalent concentrations of polymerase delta. Overall, these results show that thymine glycol does not present a complete block to either replicase, but polymerase delta is inherently more efficient than polymerase epsilon at lesion bypass. Polymerase delta likely performs insertion and extension during thymine glycol bypass. Although figure 3J revealed polymerase delta bypasses thymine glycol with greater efficiency than polymerase epsilon, polymerase epsilon will initially encounter the leading strand, thymine glycol, and therefore it is possible that it incorporates opposite deletion before uncoupling and subsequent extension by polymerase delta. Moreover, the ability of polymerase epsilon to incorporate opposite deletion may be modulated when bound to CMG. To gain insight into which replicase incorporates opposite thymine glycol, we mapped to single nucleotide resolution the position of the stalled leading strand. 
reaction products from pulse chase experiments where polymerase delta was absent from the pulse were observed following SWOI and BAMHI cleavage and compared to a CPD reaction where stalling occurs at the base immediately preceding the lesion. Unlike the single stall product generated on the CPD template, stalling at the TG produced a doubled. The more prominent lower band resolved at the same position as the CPD stalled, indicating stalling immediately before the lesion. However, the second less intense band resolved at the plus one position corresponding to stalling after incorporation opposite thiamine glycol. We cannot determine the incorporation opposite thiamine glycol is performed by CMGE or free polymerase epsilon after uncoupling. In the latter case, it is likely that, when present, polymerase delta would preferentially insert the base opposite the lesion, since it is immediately recruited to the uncoupled leading strand upon stalling and is more efficient at thiamine glycol bypass. Indeed, the presence of polymerase delta and the chase simulated extension of both thiamine glycol stalled products to bypass within 2.5 minutes, but did not alleviate stalling at the CPD. This reveals that the polymerase delta can perform both insertion and extension steps of thiamine glycol bypass in the context of the replisome. Moreover, as the primary stall product generated in the absence of polymerase delta is positioned immediately before the lesion, we consider it likely polymerase delta is primarily responsible for insertion. However, we cannot rule out that insertion is performed by CMGE as the lower stall product could be generated by removal of the base opposite thiamine glycol by the proofreading activity of free polymerase epsilon after uncoupling. Thiamine glycol bypass by the replisome is error-free. Unlike polymerase epsilon and polymerase delta, TLA's polymerases are error-prone. Replicase-mediated thiamine glycol bypass would therefore have the advantage of preventing potentially error-prone DNA synthesis surrounding the lesion site. However, for this to be an effective mechanism, nucleotide incorporation opposite the lesion must be faithful. Because our data does not exclude the possibility that polymerase epsilon is responsible for at least a subset of insertions opposite thiamine glycol, we investigated the fidelity of both polymerases during lesion bypass. First, the nucleotide incorporated by each polymerase's opposite thiamine glycol was tested in a prime extension assay. A 30 nucleotide primer was annealed to the 50 nucleotide thiamine glycol template, placing the lesion at the N plus 1 position. Separate reactions were performed containing each individual nucleotide for both polymerase delta and polymerase epsilon and N plus 1 product was only observed with DATP, indicating both polymerases insert the correct nucleotide opposite thiamine glycol. Next, the fidelity of thiamine glycol bypass in a replication assay was assessed. To do this, we devised a method to isolate replicated leading strands. We reasoned that a naked in the leading strand template would produce a truncated product that could be separated from duplex lagging strand products and unreplicated parental DNA template. A BSPQI site was therefore introduced circa 4.9 kilobase downstream of the origin to enable nicking of the leading strand template 
with nucleotides. BSPQI prior to replication. Replication of a nicked UD template both in the absence and presence of polymerase delta produced a lower molecular weight duplex leading strand product of the expected size that was sufficiently stored from the circa 8.1 kilobase lagging strand product. Denaturating gel analysis revealed the leading strand synthesis stopped at the nick, generating a 4.8 kilobase truncated lead product as expected. To isolate bypass products for DNA sequencing, replication was performed on a nicked thymine glycol template and leading strand were accessed from a native agarose gel. Excised products were treated with nucleotide BBVCI, which nicks the template strand on either side of the lesion, and DPNI to digest any remaining template before PCR amplification, subcloning and Sanger sequencing. Three individual experiments were performed, two in the presence of polymerase delta and one in its absence, producing 99-97-95 sequencing reads, respectively. In all three experiments, bypass was error-free except for a single deletion mutant opposite deletion in each experiment. Given the deletion occurred at the same rate in all experiments, both in the absence and presence of polymerase delta, we expect it is due to the absence of thymine glycol in a small percentage of the oligonucleotides used to make the template. Importantly, these results confirm that bypass of leading strand thymine glycol by polymerase epsilon and polymerase delta is predominantly error-free. Replicate switching promotes bypass of 8-oxoguanine. To test whether replicate switching promotes replisome-mediated bypass, of other single base lesions, we performed experiment on a template containing the common oxidative lesion 8-oxoguanine in the leading strand. 8-oxoguanine is structurally distinct from thymine glycol and should therefore provide insight into the generality of the replicase switch mechanism. Replication of the 8-oxoguanine template was compared to UD and thymine glycol templates in the absence of canonical TLS factors. On all three templates, full-length duplex products containing FL leads were synthesized. Similar levels of stall were observed at each time point on the 8-oxoguanine and thymine glycol templates, revealing 8-oxoguanine is bypassed with similar efficiency to thymine glycol by the eukaryotic replisome. To analyze whether 8-oxoguanine like thymine glycol causes uncoupling of leading strand synthesis before bypass, a post-chase experiment in which polymerase delta cat was added with a chase was performed on the UD and 8-oxoguanine templates. As was observed on the thymine glycol template, addition of poly-delta cat caused stall to persist across the time course on the 8-oxoguanine template and no FL lead was observed. Whereas replication of UD was not affected by polymerase delta cat, this reveals that 8-oxoguanine causes uncoupling of leading strand synthesis when encountered by the replisome. Since 8-oxoguanine is tolerated by the replisome but also causes transient uncoupling, we consider it likely that bypass was occurring by leading strand replicase switch from polymerase epsilon to polymerase delta as is observed during thymine glycol bypass. 
To test this hypothesis, we evaluated the contribution of polymerase delta to atoxoguanine bypass in a post-chase experiment where polymerase delta was either added in the chase or omitted from the reaction. Elevated DTTP was used in place of DCTP in the chase as we consider that increased DCTP might stimulate atoxoguanine bypass. In the absence of polymerase delta, some FL lead was produced, however stall was also present across the time course. In contrast, when polymerase delta was present, stall was greatly depleted by the 5 minutes time point and a more intense FL lead product was generated by the end of the reaction. Together these results revealed that, in addition to facilitating rapid and efficient timing glycol bypass, Replicase switching can also promote tolerance of 8-oxoguanine. This indicates that replicase switching may be a general mechanism for tolerating leading strand-based damage during replisome progression. Discussion Our work has revealed that the yeast replisome is inherently tolerant of leading strand timing glycol and 8-oxoguanine lesions, with damage bypass occurring by a replicase switch mechanism. When CMGE encounters the damaged base, the catalytic domain of polymerase epsilon disengages from the nascent leading strand causing uncoupling of synthesis from template unwinding. This promotes a switch from polymerase epsilon to polymerase delta at the three prime end of the stalled leading strand. Polymerase delta then promotes rapid and efficient lesion bypass independently of canonical TLS factors to facilitate the coupling of leading strand synthesis to CMGE. Upon recoupling of a switch back to polymerase epsilon occurs to allow rapid replication fork rates to resume. The replicate switch mechanism we described is consistent with our prior assignment of polymerase delta as a first responder to uncoupling of leading strand synthesis. Here, binding of polymerase delta to the nascent leading strand limits the unregulated recruitment of error-prone TLS polymerases when uncoupling occurs but TLS polymerases are not required. We propose that replicate switching may enable a variety of leading strand lesions and potentially DNA secondary structures to be bypassed without the deployment of DNA damage tolerance DDT, pathways in any situation where polymerase delta can bypass an obstacle more efficiently than polymerase epsilon. When a polymerase delta alone cannot promote coupling such as at a CPD DDT pathways are likely to be deployed. Previously, it was reported that polymerase delta is unable to bypass timing glycol in prime extension assays and polymerase data was determined to be responsible for TLS. In contrast, we found that polymerase delta can transverse timing glycol in prime extension reactions with or without RFC PCNA. These experiments were performed using conditions similar to those used for origin-dependent replication assays that support complete DNA replication at the in vivo rate and at lower nucleotide concentrations than those used previously. 
Timing glycol bypass in prime extension assays did, however, appear less efficient than in origin-dependent replication assays. It is therefore possible that additional factors, sequence context or fork architecture influenced lesion bypass. In vivo replicase mediated lesion bypass might be enhanced at elevated nucleotide concentrations that occur in response to DNA damage. Indeed, damage tolerance was significantly improved in a year strain lacking TLS polymerases when DNTP concentrations were increased. Since polymerase delta promotes efficient error-free lesion bypass of timing glycol at sub-nanomolar concentrations and physiological nucleotide levels, we suggest it would be favored of a polymerase zeta, where possible to reduce mutagenesis. However, polymerase delta cannot efficiently transverse the lesion, which may occur during some bypass events. TLS polymerases would be recruited by monoubiquitinated PCNA to prevent extended uncoupling. In agreement, polymerase zeta and REV1 have a reduced dependency on PCNA monoubiquitination when the interaction between polymerase delta and PCNA is compromised. In high eukaryotes, a number of TLS polymerases have been implicated in thymine glycol bypass, many of which are absent in Asterovisia. East polymerase delta may therefore possess an increased ability to tolerate thymine glycol due to the lack of these additional polymerases. However, studies of chicken DT40 cells suggest it can bypass some lesions at the replication fork in vertebrates. Moreover, polymerase delta can bypass a number of single base lesions in prime extension assays, including 8-oxyguanine, suggesting a role for polymerase delta in replicase-mediated lesion bypass may be conserved in high eukaryotes. The results presented here further challenge the textbook view of polymerase delta as simply the lagging strand replicase, adding to the growing number of rules for the enzyme in leading strand synthesis. Furthermore, these findings directly demonstrate that the eukaryotic replisome has the inherent capacity to tolerate certain types of DNA damage, independently of canonical tolerance pathways through a replicase switch mechanism. Thank you for listening to this article. Please follow me on all podcast platforms and on Twitter.